0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This ride is just insane! We're going to go 165 feet in the air. We're going to drop down 180 feet like an 85 degree angle. You ready? I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I get to an Emelman
1: maneuver. you say an I don't know. An Enema? An Enema maneuver.
0: I had that last week, actually. Coast in the Country with Marcus Lachoc. From WGN TV studios in Chicago, this is Coast in the Country. I am Marcus Lachoc. Welcome to episode 18 of the podcast. This is where we run down everything that is happening in the theme park world, tell you about all the great places you can travel to across the country, and just have some good old-fashioned family fun. And it has been a minute, (laughs) a minute or two since we have been back on the podcast. It, It has been, the last episode, I had to look this up, 26 months ago, March of 2020... Uh, was my last episode of the podcast and you know you all know what happened uh in march of 2020 but um yeah so just to, before we get into the topic today we're gonna be talking about guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind the new roller coaster at epcot at walt disney world but uh, i just have to go back because i did go back to then and look at the pod the last couple episodes of the podcast and the things that you know, I was talking about, talking to people about, were just all of the great attractions that were going to be coming either at the end of 2020 or in 2021. And to go back and look at that and see, like, wow, we really had no idea what was coming. Just this was the end of February, like going into the beginning of March. Really had no idea the, the massive event with the pandemic that was coming our way. Um, so, yeah, when, when all of this hit – We, like so many other businesses, we went to working from home, and uh, all of the podcast equipment was still here at WGN, so I had a choice to make. Either I was going to invest in a bunch of gear to set this up at my home, or I was just going to ride it out because you know we weren't going to be home for that long, right? It was just going to be a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. Uh, That turned out to be a very, very wrong prediction on my end. Uh, so it didn't happen. And then when we finally got back into the workplace, all the podcast equipment was gone. It was removed from the room. The room that I was in, uh, was completely transitioned to something else. And so this is a long story. I'm sorry. And it's a lot of inside baseball here, but however, now we've got this really awesome podcast set up here. We've got people working on a whole, uh, it's just all kinds of content for our website here at WGN TV. Chip Brewster, who is awesome, helping me set this up today. So we got a whole video element coming to this where I can hit different buttons and bring up different content. So if you're watching, if you're listening to this, we've got a whole video element to this podcast, which is really cool. So um, it's been a while is my point since I've been back here on the podcast talking to you. And to be honest, I don't know how frequently I'm going to be going to be doing these podcasts or not, but We'll see. So uh, you give me, as always, I want to hear your feedback about this. What do you want to see from this podcast? What do you want to hear from this podcast? Um, Are there too many theme park podcasts now that, like, we don't need another one of these? But we'll see. So, uh, of course, if you're not familiar, I uh, have a segment on WGN-TV on the WGM Morning News, Coast in the Country, where I do travel all over and ride either the newest roller coasters or just visit theme parks. And uh, just I've always been fascinated with theme parks and travel, and I have two kids, a wife, a dog, a cat. They don't come with me uh, when we hit the road, but we just love traveling and going to places and going to amusement parks and the joy and the wonder that comes from a great visit to an amusement park. So that's really what this is all about, and just telling people about – The inside tips to some of these places, some of the tricks that you can find out uh, when you're there, and just letting you know about all the new stuff that's happening, and hopefully answering any questions that you might have about them. So, today on the podcast, uh, this is very exciting because this is a ride that has been in speculation, has been talked about uh, since, gosh... I mean, 26 months ago, was this in the works? Did we know about this yet, Cosmic Rewind, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm not quite sure if we knew yet. We knew that a lot of changes were happening at Epcot, and we were looking ahead to the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Now, uh, we are here with the 50th anniversary celebration going on at Walt Disney World, uh, and Epcot is still a work in progress. Uh, There is a lot of construction still happening um, at Epcot down in Florida at uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando, but... This was the attraction that everybody was looking forward to was this um, ride. Uh, Again, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. It is Epcot's first roller coaster. If you can believe it or not, they've never actually had an official roller coaster uh, at Epcot. So this is the first one. So what they did was they took the former Universe of Energy attraction, that building there, that structure. uh, They gutted that, and they used that building, but... If you haven't been to Epcot in a while, they built this massive new structure next to it. It's this big, giant building. It's painted blue with green on the bottom. It is is painted like sky blue. So they're doing everything they can to make you not notice this thing. It's impossible not to notice because it is gigantic. But inside of that structure is this roller coaster. So this is a completely indoor ride. It features a launch and cars that rotate while they travel around along the track, and we're going to break down the entire ride experience for you today. I was able to go there to the media event and ride the roller coaster before it opens to the public, and uh, I got I have a lot to say about this experience. Um, and I guess we'll just we'll just go jump right into that, um, and we'll we'll start from the outside and then work our way in because with anything at Disney, um. Disney, Universal, I mean, those Orlando, those two Orlando parks, um, it is all about the experience from start to finish. Like, the queue is always part of the attraction with all of their new attractions. So, they're really telling a story throughout as you um, walk up to this. So, as I mentioned, Epcot is a work in progress uh, right now. Um, This ride in the newly renamed World Discovery neighborhood of the park. It's right next to Mission Space. Um... And near Spaceship Earth, which is the big sphere uh, outside, uh, there isn't a uh, big sign saying "Guardians of the Galaxy: Cosmic Rewind" above the attraction. There's there there might be some smaller signage um, out there in places, but the the real the big quote unquote sign of this ride is the gigantic Star Blaster ship that is sitting on a docking stand outside of the entrance. It is the first full-size version of a Zandarian ship ever built. Um, yeah, I I guess they would be the first because I don't know uh, who else would build a, f- a full-size of one of these. But if you're not familiar, and I'll be honest with you, I was not the most familiar with this, because I do watch the Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, I have seen the movies, but I, I can't say that I'm like a total geek into the lore. I'm a geek about a lot of things, but I'm not a real geek into the whole Marvel universe. So, uh, what's neat about this is that um, everything is centered around Xandar. That is the a planet featured in the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, universe of the Marvel universe. So, when you enter the attraction. You, you walk into this like planetarium of sorts. So think if you've been a planetarium before, uh, you walk in and you kind of learn about things. You're seeing like installations and stuff. When So when you walk in to the attraction, there's this like video presentation in the first room and the video is up on the ceiling. So as you're waiting in line, you're kind of circling around this sort of projection that's going up onto the ceiling there. And uh, you you learn some things when you're watching that video and, and seeing some other things. And then as you go throughout the queue, you're learning about the wonders of Xandar and the people that live on Xandar. Again, this is a fictional planet. This is a fictional thing, but they have gone... They have gone deep into the weeds here. So as you're walking through the queue, you're learning all about the Zandarians, about Xandar, about everything that's going on there. Um, it, you know, this is really stuff to keep you interested while you're waiting in line. That's what this is. But it's also part of the story that will be playing out throughout the attraction. So uh, things, though, get really neat when you get to the holding rooms before the coaster. So, Uh, What I mean by holding room is, you know, when you you go on attraction these days, there are, you know, they, they bring people into a room, the door closes behind you, and they say, fill all available space, fill all the available space, and usually, like, some kind of show plays out, or there's a video or something like that. Well, they are, if you've been on Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios, you know that they are taking the holding rooms and making them, like, part of the attraction now. Things are happening in the holding rooms where you're like, wow, that was almost cooler than the actual ride part, <laughs> ride part of the attraction, and that is definitely the case here. Um, so I want to I give you this is where I want to give you a warning. Um, do not watch any videos online that show a full walkthrough of this attraction and the ride. There are videos all over YouTube because it has opened for previews now with uh, some general public annual pass holder previews. And people are taking cameras throughout the entire attraction. They're shooting the whole video and they're putting it up on their YouTube channels. Not to knock uh, some of these people. I know some of them. And this is how, listen, they, they make money on this. Like This is their livelihood. They go out and they shoot YouTube videos and they put them up. And these are getting a ton of views because people are curious about it. However, when you watch this whole thing start to finish, there is... Something that happens in the second holding room, the holding room where, um, and this is not a spoiler, um, but what happens throughout this story is you get beamed up to a spaceship. And that's not the spoiler. Um, the, the The neat thing is how they do it, how you get to space. And it's one of those moments where you're in the room and then all of a sudden you're on the spaceship and everyone looks at each other like, what the how did they do that? Like, how did they do that? And then, so then when you go the second time, you're able to know what's coming. And then you look around like, Oh, I get it now. I see what you did. It's a fun, it's a, it's a magic trick, right? They're, they're doing a magic trick. They're doing an illusion. And, um, this, these imagineers, they just, again, they could have just had you walk in and you know the lights flash or something. All of a sudden, you're oh, I'm I'm walking into a spaceship now. No, they wanted to create the real experience, almost what it would feel like to be transported up somewhere, and to have that kind of illusion. It is really cool, and unfortunately, you're seeing some of it on the internet now. And uh, if you if you saw it already, it's still gonna be cool when you see it in person. But I'm just I'm just almost begging all of you just don't watch any of the videos don't watch the videos of the on-ride experience until i've been watching a ton of them after i went on it because it's just fun to relive it and to hear i'll get to it in a second but there's a lot to say about the actual ride experience um as well so that that is my warning to you and i think if there's any advice you could take from this if you take that you will thank me um later on okay so after the holding rooms then and i'm not going to get too much into the story i will say that the guardians of the galaxy do appear and uh your favorite people are there uh chris pratt is there everybody else i'm not sure if it's vin diesel doing the groot voice i'm not sure if it's bradley cooper doing the rocket voice there's been a lot of talk back and forth about that like rocket's voice doesn't sound right is it bradley cooper i don't i don't know if that was ever confirmed or not i know scott gustin uh, who also works, uh, not for WGM, but for a parent company, Nexstar, who does an amazing job on Twitter breaking down everything Disney. Uh, he, he told me he was trying to re- confirm that. I'm not sure if he ever did or not. But um, anyway, you can get all into all that. But, yeah, so there is a story element that plays out here that kind of spills over onto the actual coaster attraction. So something happens aboard this ship, a villain appears and you have to go out and basically save the galaxy to, to help do all that. So that's when you go and board your coaster car. So um, as for the actual coaster car, this is what they call an omni coaster. So as I mentioned, the cars on the ride rotate as you travel along the track. So You you leave the station. So like a roller coaster, you know, you leave the station on the car, on the train, and as you enter that you kind of you go up a lift hill, you enter the first room of the ride, and right there you see like there's a ton of video on this attraction. So it's a dark room and there's video boards wrapping all around and as you're traveling around the track, almost right away your car starts moving with the video. So it sets you up. They set you up in the beginning like, oh, okay, this is what the sensation is going to be like. It's almost like I'm sitting in a swivel chair right now. So if you're like moving, move your swivel chair. Maybe you're in one too. move it to the left and then kind of twist to the right and feel that like as you're like sliding across the floor and moving to a certain direction, like it's a it's a kind of a weird sensation where it makes you feel like you're almost in a spacecraft where you're kind of like floating in zero gravity esque. So you do that and then before you know it, you're facing backwards, the different direction from you were facing before, and uh something happens with the video, and then you hit the launch. And this is the signature element of this ride. It is a backward launch that goes uphill into that giant building I was telling you about. The show building is what I like to call it. Because that's where all the craziness happens. Once you hit this launch, and then you go into the building, and it the ride doesn't stop from there. Um, you reach the top of the ride, and as you as you reach the top, you're turning again, and you have this feeling like I just got launched in space. There's stars everywhere. You're rotating around, and it is um, that that feeling right there is the moment that I think everybody will walk off talking about from this ride. Like that is the moment where it all comes together and it's unlike any other coaster I've ever been on. Like that is, that is this ride's signature moment and there's nothing else like it. I've been on launch coasters. I've been on launch coasters that spin. um, I've been on indoor coasters and this is the only one that does this. Like it's hard to explain, but when you, when you go on it, you'll feel it and it's amazing It's like that is what this is all about. When I'm a a coaster enthusiast, those kind of moments, those kind of feelings are just like what this is all about. And it is impossible not to – I mean, every time I went on it, the whole train was cheering. Like everybody was cheering. It was like you were in a movie and – It's like you, it's, it's like a wow moment. Like you just come up there and you're like, whoa, like nobody would do this. Like there's not many places there's Disney and there's their competition down the road. There's two places I think are the only ones that would ever dare enough to spend the money to pull this kind of thing off. So anyway, that's just the launch. Uh, of the ride. So I, I will go, go to this. Disney, they did mount some cameras on the ride and gave me a brief few shots of me on the attraction. Now, they're a little different from other theme park companies where when they mount cameras on the ride and we ride it, they don't give us the raw video and say, hey, here's the video of you on the attraction. Do what you want with it. They film people on the ride, and then they say, we'll get back to you, and then they, edit, they send you an edited clip. So you don't hear me on the attraction, you don't hear me talking or anything like that, but you do get to see me. So if you're listening to this right now, you're going to hear some nice music. There is, there is music um, throughout uh, this attraction, so you're going to hear some of the score. So this this score was created just for this attraction, which is neat. So you're going to hear that score in here, but then if you're watching, you're going to see some of me on the ride as well as just some general ride footage of it. So here we go, a little bit of my ride on, uh, I almost said Rides of the Resistance, on Cosmic Rewind. Take a look.
1: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this.
0: so this is one of those things where uh, you can't really you watch the video and you're like huh you can't the video cannot sum up the feelings and the uh, the motion the um, experience <laughs> of this attraction it is unlike anything that I have uh, been on before so just a couple of little facts too uh, about this. Um, There's 200,000 square feet of space in this building. The building is longer than a football field. Uh, The foundation has more than 80 miles of rebar, 9,000-plus cubic cubic yards of concrete. Um, But I thought this was the most interesting fact they sent. By volume, four spaceship Earths would fit inside of this building. So... That's you know the big sphere you can't call it a golf ball you know the big sphere at Epcot uh, four of those uh, the volume wise would fit inside of this building that's how big this is and that's why it's one of the longest uh, indoor coasters in the world and I will tell you it is a it is not a short ride either it goes in there for quite some time so uh, the other thing that I really wanted to mention and what I, I you heard some of the score there when you were listening to that clip but the The biggest thing I think that makes this ride special is one, that launch moment that I talked about, but two is the music. There is music on this ride. And when I say music, it's not just like score and soaring music like you heard right there. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and I recommend seeing the movie before you go on the ride, at least the first movie. So you get the general vibe you get you'll get this this will make sense because if not you'll think oh i'm on a space attraction and then all of a sudden i'm hearing uh earth wind and fires uh september playing in in my coaster car like what this is weird but when you know it in context of what goes on in the movie and how chris pratt's character in the movie how he relates to music uh from his time on earth or terra um and the sentimental value that has for him and everything that's gone on in his life, uh, it it totally makes sense. So what happens is, as soon as you hit the launch, a song starts playing, like usually right in the chorus of the song. So uh, there are six different songs and each, you get one song uh, per ride and you don't know which of the songs it's going to be. So the songs are, they send a full list of the songs. September, as I mentioned, uh, Disco Inferno, you know, Disco Inferno. I don't have the rights to play any of this music, by the way, or else I would play it for you right now. Uh, Conga, you know, uh, everybody wants to rule the world. Tears, tears for fears. Uh, Iran, uh, that's Flock of Seagulls, right? And One Way or Another by Blondie. So these are classic, uh, songs either from the eighties or other time periods. And, um, I, I will tell you, I've been, on, I went on it three times and so I got three of the three different songs each time, which was really neat. Uh, one way or another, by Blondie was awesome. So as soon as the the launch hits, the ride hits, and you're hearing one way or another, and it just hits you, and it's upbeat, and it's like, wow, like you are just flying, and the music is bumping. It is loud. It is it is there. In, in the whole scene. So it's not like kind of faint in the background. But it is there and it's a huge driver of the attraction. Which is, I'm going to mention this because I also had Everybody Wants to Rule the World on a different ride. And the coaster does the exact same thing every time. The cars rotate the exact same way every single time. However, the music that you get will give you a different experience. I'm telling you. And I'm not the only one who has said this. But when I had Everybody Wants to Rule the World compared to One Way or Another, or even Conga was the other song that I had, um, totally different feeling, totally different vibe. Um, and everyone's going to have their favorite. And I think it's a great selection of music that they picked for this. And the, it just gives the ride a different feeling as you're going throughout. So um, as you go throughout the attraction, There are video screens throughout the building and you are, again, this is a roller coaster. This is not like, um, if you have been to universal, they do a lot of screen rides at universal. Uh, so take for example, um, if you've been to the wizarding world of Harry Potter, there is the escape from Gringotts attraction, which is a, it's a technically a coaster, right? You're on a track. However, as you travel along the track, you stop in different rooms and then the cars move in like a motion simulator experience with whatever's happening on the video screen in there. This is not like that. This is a straight up coaster the entire time. Gravity is taking you throughout the track. Um, You don't ever pause and stop and watch something and then go again. You are moving the entire time. And as you are moving, you are turning in the direction that the Imagineers wanted you to turn at. And there's a different you turn in this direction and here's a video screen. And you turn in that direction and here's another screen. There's one screen that is just it is enormous. It feels like a football field side screen. I don't know how big it is. They don't give us all the details. Um, but there's you're just like, Wow. Just I'm I'm totally blown away by what they were what they're able to accomplish with this. I mean, it is just um it is an amazing engineering feat. So what I want to do right now is I want to introduce you to Liz Diaz. She is a senior ride development engineer with Disney Imagineering. And she was the lead engineer who led a team to bring this ride system to life. So this kind of omni coaster turning car thing. Um, how do they do that? Like I talked to her about it. I, I had just a few minutes with her Um, and had some questions about like what that process is like putting all this together. Um, I did not have a mic on during this, so my audio is a little bit quiet, but she's the most important thing anyway. So, uh, just apologies for that if you're listening, but uh, I wanted to play, uh, some of my interview with her because, um, I mean, these are the people that do this, who test it and make this a reality and make it happen. And so, um, I'm going to play my interview with her and then after that I will give you more of my, uh... A review of the ride you're getting a sense of how i felt about it already but um here's a little bit with liz and uh we'll check back afterwards here we go
1: coming together with this concept of you know hey we're gonna take uh, our omni mover system like we have on haunted mansion and and put it on top of a roller coaster it's like all right, let's do this, you know, like yep. let's try something new and something different. And, and yeah, we got to experience some of the coasters that do provide that 360 spin. You've been on some yeah, of them, I'm sure. And right. Yeah, yep. and definitely a different feel, right? When you control the motion of that rotation, it really just adds another next level element to riding a coaster.
0: So what are the, I mean, I don't know about the secrets, but there has to be just so much testing that goes with that, right? Because you can (laughs) manipulate it, but, like, they have to turn, especially when video is involved. Like, that has to be, like, such a detailed process. What is that like?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so you, you start on paper. You're really looking, um... At you know what you want the guests to experience, you want them to see this epic battle through time and space with the guardians, and and you want to point them to certain scenes. So so, strategically we did look at okay we want you here, we want the track pointing this way, um, but we still gave ourselves some flexibility in in programming the the yaw system, so we could have some fun and do maybe a couple 360s in there. Um, and and going through the test phase of that, um, it is a very rigorous process to make sure everything is, is safe and and reliable. And once we got to that point, we were like, okay, let's see what what we can really do with this system. And we tried out all kinds of different uh, rotations, some different profiles, see what worked, what really didn't, and some syncing with the the media that you see and some without. And it really, it, it came together. And, and some of the what you experienced today was a lot of trial and error, really, in testing.
0: Yeah, and so you, you brought up the video. As far as that process goes, does the video get done first and then you design the coaster interact with a video? Or do you say, like, this is what I want the coaster to do and how it's going to feel, so can you make the video interact with that? <laughs>
1: it was a combination of the two like we we kind of went down the same path together we knew a rough idea of what we wanted to do in video and we had a rough idea of what we wanted to do with the ride so um i, I believe if you kind of if you unstacked those it would have been a much much longer process, right? Fair, yeah. Because you'd go keep going back and forth between each other like oh now we want to tweak the media. No, now we want to tweak the writer. Yeah, right? right. So if you're like, oh, I got to
0: change the video. I'm, I got to change all my work. Yeah, yeah. So right? yeah. So, wow. so we
1: kind of had to go side by side and and develop both at the same time.
0: So I The cool thing about this being programmed is I would take it once this opens and you're gonna get a huge trial once the general public gets in here Mm -hmm. Um, are you guys gonna be monitoring that and saying like okay maybe we can make this tweak here this tweak here tone down the spinning here maybe increase the intensity here like will that be a moving thing or how does that
1: work? No it's it's expected to keep what you see today Um, so there there is no expectations at this time to to continue to tweak that but you never know.
0: But you could have the flex I guess my question is you have the flexibility to do that with this Technology, right? That is correct. Um, any chance for people like me, you could do like crazy mode where I show up after hours <laughs> and a bunch of us with <laughs> extra money and you like turn it on like, like really ripping? Rip
1: you it never goes. know what right. Dizzy right. will provide as uh, uh, an experience. What else can I
0: give comment <laughs> suggestion? Um, are you have, you're enjoying your job?
1: I, I absolutely am. Um, it is something else to be able to work with this team and collaborate with something as awesome. As Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Cosmic Rewind, it's, it's an amazing attraction. And I'm really glad that we can finally share it with the world.
0: Just getting to like my review and opinion of the ride. Um, I am very, I just think it's great that they uh, spent the money that they did and did something that could potentially be a very polarizing attraction. And the reason that it could be is that turning and spinning aspect to it. Um, I'll get to that in a second because that's the number one question I get. Am I going to barf on this? Um, But just as far as the actual ride goes, again, I mentioned a lot about the beginning of the ride and how you launch. And to me, that is the moment that is just unbelievable and great and special. And throughout there, it becomes this sort of um, traveling throughout the track, there is a little bit of airtime moments uh, throughout it. But really, I spent most of the ride just kind of with my mouth open, like, wow. Looking around, like, in amazement of what this was. It's really dark in there. I will say this. It's really dark in there. It can be disorienting. Um, part of me wishes there was a little bit more light and more things with light on them, um, to kind of give you a sense of space of where you are. Um, but at the same time, the way they did it though, does make you feel like if I was in in like a heated thing happening in space it's kind of what it would feel like. I'd be flying around all over the place a little bit, not knowing where I'm going. All of a sudden then I'm zoned in on something that's happening and then I get kind of whipped somewhere else. Um, My advice to you, in my opinion, is that this is a back row attraction. This is a... Not front row seat. This is a back row seat. You're in the dark anyway. So it doesn't really matter if you sit in the front and you think like, oh, I'm going to see everything. Nope. you It's it's pitch black in there. Except for the video's elements and some of the stars that are around. Everything else it's really dark. Um, I liked sitting in the back. One, because in the back you do get a little bit more speed when you're coming over some of the hills and around the turns and everything else. But I also really liked the back because I found that sitting in the back I was less likely to become um, disoriented or a little bit like nauseous because I could see the rest of the train in front of me. So I could look and see like, oh, okay, I'm on this coaster and I'm following along with what the train's doing. So even if I was facing to the side, sometimes you're facing, you're moving and you're facing to the side so you're like moving sideways on the track. I could still turn my head to the right or to the left and see the cars in front of me and saying, okay, that's the direction I'm going. Got my equilibrium back, I'm good, I'm straight. Um, I'm going that way. So it, it really helped me to see those cards in front of me uh moving forward. Now I will say this too. Um you're you're going throughout the ride, and then there's a there's a second, there's a second um kind of lift hill, but you kind of launch up the hill a little bit to get going again. Um and that moment when it hits everyone on the train was like, Woo! You know, because you're excited, like you're hitting another launch. I feel like this ride needed it needed one more wow launch back to where you were going. So in the beginning you launch backwards into this situation that you're going into. I feel like it needed one final like boom launch at the end to like send you back to something. Um and I that's probably not possible given the space that they were in and where they were going um i'm not quite sure but i just think that uh i felt like at the end i felt like it could have used one more punch um at the end of it but that is like i mean every single ride could use something barring maybe like one or two rides that are perfect but i think like this that That is the one thing I felt like at the end just needed one more kind of punctuation element to it. Now, um, to get to your question, the burning question that everybody is asking, am I going to get sick on this ride? Because anytime somebody hears spinning, dark, roller coaster, oh, boy, this is uh, making some people nervous. I will say that um, I went on it three times. Uh, I did go twice in a row at one point. And there is an element to, if you are somebody, this is such a subjective thing. It is so hard to say, I can't tell you what you're going to feel. I can't. Um, If you are somebody who is prone to motion sickness, like if you go on a regular coaster and you get kind of motion sick, this might be real tough for you. A good indicator for me is Everest. So if you've been on Everest at Disney World's Animal Kingdom, that roller coaster is like a traditional roller coaster, but then you kind of stop at the top and then the track switches behind you and you go backwards for a while and you go into a dark room where it is like pitch dark and you're going down and backwards and twisting around. If you go on that ride and you feel like sick or you went on that ride and you felt like sick after that moment, there you're probably going to feel the same on this. That is my guess. If you go on Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom and that gets your stomach and you don't feel good after Space Mountain... I think this is going to be the same thing and maybe intensified. I feel like there are going to be people who get off of this and are going to need a minute to just kind of walk it out for <laughs> walk it out for a little bit. And uh, I personally think that's okay um, going into it, knowing that so you can kind of prepare for it because I think it's worth it. I think the whole experience is worth the potential of that happening. And I will say when I was there, there were dozens of people, hundreds of media members there at the preview that I was at. And I did not see one person vomit. I did not see one person get sick. Uh I'm not saying it didn't happen because I didn't see every single person get off the ride, but I did not see one person doing that. So I didn't see any of that. I talked to most people who thought it was a blast and a lot of fun of an experience. Um, but there were quite a few that I talked to who were like, mm, my legs were a little shaky when I got off of that. And that was enough, you know, and I think that's going to be the case here, which is why I asked Liz Diaz that question. Could they potentially tone down, the, tone down the spinning? Because there are two things that happen at the end of the coaster. And I guess if you don't want to hear any of this, then don't listen. But... um it's in the video that they're releasing all the commercials and everything, but there are these, these orbs at the end where there's like a moon and there's the earth or whatever it is. And you kind of circle around those and they turn you sideways as you're circling around and it's a tight circle. And that's where it started to hit me a little bit where I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to go on much longer. I might have a, Trouble here, but then the ride's over right after that. But I think there's a couple tweaks they could make, like in those sections, where maybe don't turn people sideways and just have them go straight along the track there. And they can look over to their left if they want and see the orb. But instead of like facing it and feel like you're spinning in a circle twice, um, those moments got to me. And I suspect that those might hit some people there. So, you know, but again, I honestly, like, I'm just so. I am blown away the fact that they did this, that they did this, that they did that. And there is a potential for people to walk off of this and be like, oh, I don't know. Um, But they said, you know what? This is what it feels like to be up and doing this. We're going to give you experience like you haven't had before. And uh, it's a great attraction. I think it fits in with their catalog very well. It is um, just a great addition to the Walt Disney World, to the Florida, I mean, all the stuff that they have there in Florida, with all the attractions that you want to go there to ride now, it is just, they are spoiled down there. Like, absolutely spoiled. So, um, I give it a very favorable review. To It's a great ride. It is a great ride, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you all think about it, so please, please, when you go down there and you write it, send me your thoughts. Just random tweets, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, comments, whatever. I'm at Marcus Lashak. Everywhere is where you can find me. I really want to hear your opinions of it uh, because I suspect people are going to come off with all different feelings uh, based on the music that they heard or uh, how they felt. And, just, um, and if you are a big Guardians and Marvel fan, I think you're just going to love this. You're going to love it. And um, I can't wait to hear what more people think about it. So that's how to get in touch with me. Uh, It officially opens to the public on May 27th. So depending on when you're listening to this, it might already be open. But uh, May 27th is the opening date to the general public. There will be no standby line. When if you show up at EPCOT, you're not going to be able to walk up and just walk and get in line for this. You're going to have to join a virtual boarding group. just can't wait for more people to ride it. And uh, if you are listening to this, you can check out the video, WGNTV.com slash Coastin. Uh, we put together a whole write up on this with all kinds of questions and answers to questions. Myself and Scott Gustin uh, are on the byline of that. Um, also made the Next Star Media Wire, so it's on TV stations across the country, um, which is really cool. so But again, WGNTV.com slash Coastin is where all my podcast stuff lives, all my theme park uh, coverage lives and hopefully we do more of these, um, coming up. So, uh, very excited to get back in this chair, excited to talk to you. I thought this would be about 15, 20 minutes and I'm looking at the clock and it's about 40. So, uh, if anybody's still listening, I'd send you a prize if they ever gave me any, but they don't. So I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, again, I'm everywhere on social media, Twitter at Marcus Leshock, Facebook Marcus Leshock, look for the blue check mark, uh, Instagram at Marcus Leshock, and again, WGNTV.com slash So for now, don't forget, push down, pull up on your lap bars. I'm Marcus Leshock. Peace out.